Gotta start somewhere. Okay, so this is season two, episode 15. This is the creator drop-in. Um, yeah. Wakey, wakey, smell those eggs and bakey. It's time for Breakfast Talk, a podcast discussing current, independent, and mainstream entertainment topics, from gaming and movies to comics. Start your week off right with the Breakfast Boys. As always, if you can smell what we're cooking, click that like button. And if your tummies are rumbling for more, click subscribe and ring that brekkie bell to turn on all notifications. All right, let's talk. Breakfast time! Ran to the camera. <clears throat> he was doing the like beer pong slam dunk, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That equivalent here. <clears throat> So oh this is God. this is a little different. Um, kind of stole the idea from my indie comics dispatch, but um, they did Bar- uh, Bar- they Bar- did a creator drop in thing. Except they were talking about Kickstarter campaigns or whatever people had going on. Uh, that's not that that's not this. Um, we're gonna have people if people are gonna actually watch and uh, take part. We'll have people come in. If not, then I guess we're gonna be talking about the stuff that we're gonna be talking about. So first up, uh, smash up like, what? Did you send out the link? No, I'm gonna do it when people want to. What? Just send them the link and then they can join whatever they want. And then they'll be in the lobby and then you have to invite them in. Okay, I don't. But smash that like button, that's what you're gonna say, I said. Yeah. (laughs) Tell the rest of the story, what else are they supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Notification bell. Oh yeah, ring it, it. hit it hard. And then go to SierraNovaComics.com and then sign up as a Nova, what is it? Uh, uh, supporter? Sierra supporter. Sierra supporters. Supporter, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's for the ladies. Um, okay. That's what I for. for Greg. I think he appreciates you. Yeah. Oh, uh, so a loco explain. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's jump in. Um, all right, cool. So Eternals trailer was recently released. Um, May 25th. That's yes. It was this week. Um, super, super interesting. Um, I watched the trailer and like many people, like the internet has, has, has delivered, there was questions that I had and, you know, the memes that followed kind of just, you know, reiterated those questions for me. Um, there is a breakdown trailer. I'll try to link it, actually. It's really cool. Um, it really explains pretty much everything. I'm just going to go through. I'm going to go through the, the breakdown trailer, all the things share, that I remember on, about it. Share it on the Facebook Live. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, after I talk about it, I'll, I'll go ahead and share the link when somebody else is talking. Um so yeah, it, 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 the Eternals trailer was really dope because you see, um, honestly, you see characters you've never seen before. So this is the first time we're getting a glimpse of them in, in the world and on Earth. This isn't somewhere far off in the galaxy. It's not Guardians of the Galaxy. This isn't taking this is taking place on Earth and this is ancient time. So what we get is like, it, it's not even ancient times. It's literally the birth of humanity. Like these people are, you know, hunter gatherers sitting on the beach trying to like you know stay warm and survive and then you see this ship pull up and um basically it's the 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 music that's playing in the background is like talking about the end of the world and basically like if you think about it it is the end of the world for these people as they knew it you know like the the humans on the on the planet um so i actually dylan was asking me kind of like what are the eternals um so what I found out from the from the from the the breakdown video and like in the original comics universe, basically they were created by the um, uh, celestials. That's what that was the word I was trying to think of. I was like, are they celestial? Yeah. I, I wasn't sure if they were on the status of the celestials or if the celestials created them, kind of like the the titans to the gods, like the. Uh, no, they're they're um. So basically, the, the Eternals are kind of like Silver Surfer. So like they're a kind of godlike entity that is created by the celestials um so they were created along with uh, another race of, of beings called the deviants so if you know anything about the marvel universe as well if there's another famous deviant that has already made his appearance in the mcu in the form of thanos so 
how does that tie all in? We'll figure that out as, as time goes on. But um, originally in the mythos, they were created as like a race of people. And basically they were on the, t they were like the angels and then the, the deviants were the devils, right? So they were kind of these, you know, uh, warring beings and all kinds of stuff. And basically anytime the deviants would um, threaten mankind, the Eternals would come and, you know, fight them back. And then, you know, the, this eternal war, you know, basically. Um, so we see the trailer move forward and you see like flashes of things going on. You get the costumes, you get them doing various things. You get them sitting like in rooms together, watching each other do things. Um, and basically this room is like a library. So it's like basically like all the knowledge of, of mankind. Um, that's where they kind of store it. You know what I mean? Like, and, and in the background they have like this, it's like an Easter egg thing. They have like this, uh, kind of like a tracking of mankind like the evolution of man and like different things it's it's kind of cool um to just see it kind of really quickly in the background um but th there was a scene where you saw where he was like making something so that dude is supposed to be like the weapons maker you know he's like the the um i forget the greek god yes exactly I, I thought that was it but i was like is he the party god or the the <laughs> the builder no, that, dude. That one's uh, uh, the gluttony one. I yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The party boy. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so he's making something, and and um, he's supposed to be the weapons maker of the group, you know, traditionally. So he's not making a weapon. It, it doesn't look like a weapon at all, really. I mean, it could be, but it, it, I mean, all indications are it's not a sword. It's not like a shield. It's not a you know, and nothing really uh, deliberate or blatant that this, this is what this is um so speculation is that it's maybe like a star map or something like that um or he's plat he's plotting out so for me what it looked like was the same kind of plot that it was taking would look like the tree of life so like the whole like thor's tree of life where it's like oh, all the nine realms are connected and this is how they're connected through the tree and that's what it looked like to me and i was like oh wow okay um so basically ancient knowledge you know universal knowledge Here's the huge kicker, right? So we see all the costumes, we see all the actors, and then um, there's there's this kind of main storyline um, that seems to be playing out through history and things like that and all the different timelines that they're shooting through. Uh, it's a romance story between um, the, the two main characters. I forget their names, man. Holy crap. Cersei and um, the male male lead character, the, the one who was like, oh, yeah, if, uh, you know, now that Tony's gone and, you know, who's going to be the that guy? Yeah. Artemis or Argamas or so it's something with an A, I believe. I forget his name. Um, so it's basically it's like, <laughs> right. <laughs> That'd be dope. Luck Dragon just comes out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> so it's like a love story between the two, like through history. Um, here's a huge, huge thing that if you do watch the trailer and you have, or you've watched the trailer and you have all these questions, like where the hell were they in the events that happened, like in Infinity War and Endgame, right? There's a the really dope explanation for it. Um, the explanation is they might have lost their memory through time because one of their members, one of the Eternals, turns on them. And he tries to so all of the Eternals together, like they can link their their consciousness and become called it's called like the All Mind or something like that. And it's basically like this all powerful force. So he wants to be the like ruler of or the, the one who controls the All Mind. So, you know, what I love about this the Eternals too. Like, you'll notice that, like, this type of story is like in so many different things. Like, even in Dragon Ball Z Super, there are the deities of destruction and the deities of creation, yeah. and it's like that in a bunch of other like ancient stories as well. So, it's cool, like, they have this contrast. And then the All Mind is this concept that's that's it's like self help books of like this, this uh, shared intellectual mind that if you you know, uh, like meditate or think on long enough, like capture into this, like all knowledge. Like I, I forgot what it's called. It's like the uh, the something intelligence. The, oh, in the infinite intelligence. It's that idea of like this collective mind. Mm -hmm. And in this form, it's like from the gods. It's like a really cool. That's such a cool concept. Yeah, there, there's a lot going on really in this trailer. And if you and if you watched it through, you probably don't. You wouldn't have picked up on any of this stuff because it's it's definitely when you where you see kind of like and this is what i was telling dylan before it's it's not it doesn't seem like this is just another marvel movie it seems like this is a film that is oh, setting yeah. setting the pace after the events of like you know uh end game essentially like you know after the blip um you know after you know falcon winter soldier and wandavision has happened this is happening now and this is like to set the tone for the rest of like the earth bound characters of the marvel universe so it's it's honestly really interesting there's a huge uh easter egg in there too 
if you watch it slowly, that part with Angelina Jolie, Athena, when she's uh, like sparring with another person, right? The dude hold, is holding a shield that has a star on it. Oh. And it looks just like Captain America's shield. So um, they're, they're, they're speculating on has vibranium, is vibranium part of this? Like, are we, is that like, or maybe like they is? brought vibranium and that's why Wakanda exists and like, you know, the whole like concept of it. Like they've, they've actually addressed where, where vibranium comes from in the universe through Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's actually from the Chitari. Vibranium is from the Chitari like homeworld blowing up essentially. And like, like Superman status, like that's how Kryptonite gets here. That's how like vibranium gets here from, from the Chitari homeworld. Um, so they've already addressed it in the Marvel Universe. Yo, it's been so long. <laughs> it did it. I mean, it ran for a long time too. So there's a lot going on in there. Yeah. But, all right, just to finish out. Um, so yeah, there's speculate. Uh, basically, like, like you were saying, there's larger topics that are going on. There's like things like ancient uh, stories that are that are being kind of like um, brought into the into the fold again. Like the gods of mythology are, are being brought in this movie, and then also like bigger topics of like how history somewhat repeats itself. So that's I guess the theme of the movie is like of the romance of the like everybody everybody like breaks apart and then they come back together in some way breaks apart and come back together in some way so it's like this repeating cycle of things that are similar not like exact but similar it's like, it's like those rom-com tv shows where you're like just fucking ask her <laughs> except that this happens for thousands and thousands of years yeah it seems more like you know they have this connection and like everything like every time that they um they in it's like so they say oh they're guiding mankind but they never interfere and what they mean by that again from like from like the trailer um, or from the from the breakdown that I seen um, the what they mean by that is not not that they're not going to help mankind it's just they have a mission and that mission is to in, is to fight the deviants so they don't interfere with mankind killing one another they'll protect mankind from the deviants but they won't protect man from themselves. So that's kind of the the whole thing there, but yeah, that still goes into the whole like again, why didn't they come and try to help anybody during the you know Infinity War Endgame? And there's the theory is that they just lost their memory. So uh, because of again the traitor in their midst, and then that's the the plot and the storyline. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna let that topic go. Go and watch the trailer if you haven't seen it yet. Sorry if I spoiled anything for you. It's still really dope. Um, <laughs> it's about <laughs> that shield you're talking about. Yeah, it's it, it, he's in the background, so he's like she like cuts like a um, oh, like a, okay. a cloth that's that's hanging there, and he's like right there holding the shield. Yeah, I saw, I saw that scene. I just didn't see it. I'm yeah, like, he's he's like a Babylonian looking warrior, so it's not like a it doesn't look like the shield. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah, like an ancient shield, but it has a star on it. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, go watch the trailer if you haven't yet. There's a there's a breakdown of the trailer. It's called like 71 different Easter eggs in the in the Eternal uh, Eternals trailer. So go ahead and watch that. I'm gonna link it actually in the comments once I'm done talking here and running on with this with this. Uh, but yeah, welcome to the to the podcast, Justin. His connection might be slow. So. Well, he me, uh, I really appreciate you guys a lot. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on. Am I am I being really really slow? Oh, no, you're good. Video is choppy, but your audio is coming through clear. Yeah. yeah. I keep missing it. I okay, good. That's the way you guys is coming through, too, so it's going to be my audio or my connection. So if we keep moving, I bet it's going to look all So, uh, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, dive right in with what I'm here for? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so... I wrote and have published a comic book called Making Tracks. It's available on Amazon, and you can do it through Kindle Unlimited or purchase it on Kindle, or you can purchase a paperback. And it is monster truck racing, and uh, obviously, like just monster truck alone, I don't feel be a good draw for comic book people. So I, uh, one of the drivers is a reptilian from the center of the earth. And basically he thinks that humans are inferior because of his uh, superior genetics. And he talks that a couple of times throughout the comic. And basically it's him competing in a points competition against humans for the King of the Monsters championship. And making tracks will follow that series throughout. That's dope. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. I, like I appreciate that. it. Uh, I, I put a lot of time into it. Uh, 
basically in, in Monster Truck Promotions, I announce and tracks and stuff like that. And so I've spent a lot of time around it. I've been a fan since I was a kid and I love comic books. And so I wanted to find a way to bring the two together and get comic book people interested in monster trucks and monster truck people interested in comic books. And I thought that this was a good way to do that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's very cool. Uh, you you going to get a, like little toy monster trucks created? Uh, eventually that is the plan. Yes. I've, I've already been in talks with uh, a couple of different toy makers to do so. Uh, my boss for the monster truck stuff, monster truck racing league is the name of the company I work for. He's kind of the couple of people on how to do, do that. And it is something that I am working on. Nice. I, I would recommend getting a, um, even if it's not a functional one, a 3d printed one, get like a nice little model of it done. And then, uh, you know, bring that around, you know, show that off and be like, hey, you know, if you want to order some of these and then maybe like pre-sell a bunch of those. Because, I mean, you know, little little cars are cool, but like you can put those in like the backgrounds and stuff. Like, so they don't even need to be functional at first. They could just be a little print up. Um, but, uh, yeah, that'd be cool to see cool little monster trucks and lizard people driving them. <laughs> yeah, that would be really cool. That's a great idea. That's uh, something that I want to get done as well as hopefully eventually have my box on some actual monster trucks. Nice. That, that'd, be, that'd be awesome. Uh, hey, uh, are you muted? Definitely. Uh, totally uh, muted. <laughs> yeah, Hector, we can't hear you. Say that again. I'm sorry. I don't know. Sorry, no, no, I, 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 I muted myself accidentally. I'm like, listen to me. No, um, <laughs> uh, I'm yeah, I was just I'm afraid I'm going to do something like that. <laughs> You're good, man. It's definitely my fault. Um, no, I was just curious about like the whole like monster truck industry, you know, like, and uh, obviously I have probably like a billion questions, but um, I guess like, how does that... How does that work? Like, cause I mean, I know the seasonal where I live, like they'll have like shows come to like this, you know, convention center and things like that, but it's not like an all year round thing. So like, do you travel a lot for it or how does that work? We, we stay busy. Uh, me personally, because I also have a regular job as well, but I stay busy uh, 20 weeks out of the year. A lot of guys actually stay 52. It's uh, it, it stayed busy and a lot of two, three shows in a weekend at one venue. So like you're saying, a convention center, usually a convention center will probably have at least to try to get as many people in as they possibly can. And uh, yeah, we do travel the country. Uh, this year alone, I started in April and I've been to see twice. I did a show in my home state of Missouri once. I've been to Illinois and then years hey. I've been to uh, wow. Utah, Idaho. I've I've been all over. I I feel like the Johnny Cash song anymore. Where I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So um so yeah, it's obviously a really key um, inspiration for you for this for this uh, book, and um, like how does it? I don't know how like what was what's your motivation behind like not just including like the monster truck stuff, but just making the comic in general. Well, I enjoy writing, uh, <laughs> like I thought it was fun, but I wanted to do something else to where I could actually put it in people's hands and see like my art, like my ideas in my head come to life. And so I started looking into writing comic books and just kind of there and I've enjoyed it so far. I've got other stuff that I eventually want to write, but this is the one that I wanted to start with because it's something that's really close to me and uh, just want to grow it. Is there a potential like series count for it? Like how long is it going to go for? So I've already kind of put a series count together for it. So I want to start with a which would be issues one through 14. And then after that, as long as it keeps going good and people really enjoy it, I would like to do a second season because I've already got a few ideas for a second season. But I pretty well wrote the first 14 issues already. Wow. All right. That's awesome. That's it. I think it'd be so cool like if every time a new uh, issue is released, you have like a new monster truck like collectible that goes with it. And maybe for like 
you know, the first like 10 to 100, depending on, you know, quantity, like uh, that you're like outputting just like having it so that there's like a special um, vehicle for each one of them. That'd be so awesome. Yeah, that'd be a good hook. I would love It would be. It would be. And it's been something that I have discussed with a few people before about doing. And so it's it's on my mind and it's something I like to do. Uh, there's eight trucks total in the issue and we're spending a couple of times. And so there is room for doing that within, you know, the first set of 14 issues where we could be debuting a collectible truck with those. Yeah, if you, if you start off with like 3D printing too, like you, you can get those printed pretty cheap, you know, maybe have somebody like hand paint on top of whatever the 3D printing is. And then like, you know, just make a make a few of those, uh, you know, in the beginning. And then like, if it catches on, then, then worry about, you know, spending the money to get the metal frame and like the plastic underbody with the, the functional wheels. But like just even just little, little, uh, you know, what are these things? I got like a... Uh, little mario on a like a block like it's, it's it's one piece like it's just a little tiny thing but like these things are so cool i got a bunch of these little guys like of just random stuff i have a, I actually have a another question um well i have a few questions well, <laughs> well i have you here justin awesome yeah um so yeah, my question was, uh, like, how far along in the process are you of like, uh, like getting the comic done? Like, have you started like on the artwork for like issue one and stuff like that, or like, um, do you plan on kickstarting it? Kind of like, what's your plan and and how far along are you? It's available now. It's on Amazon. People can purchase it oh, right, right now. So all right, so issue one is is out. Yeah, what's the name so we can share it in the comments on Facebook? Yeah, issue one's out. Uh, say that again. I'm sorry. Oh, what, what's the full name? Making tracks. Uh, the subtitle is "Scaling the Bracket," and uh, you can find it on Amazon. It's uh, available for Kindle Unlimited as as in paperback. Awesome. Uh, do you, who's the artist working on that? Uh, Wendell called Dilla, I think is how you say his last name. He's from the Philippines, so I'm sure I'm butchering it, and I really, really apologize. This is the second podcast that I've done uh, as far as, like, an interview goes promoting this, and I feel I'm so afraid that I'm, like, butchering his name because we've never, like, talked about things, never done, like, a video thing where I'm like, hey, so how do you pronounce your name? <laughs> yeah, that, that, like, get him to just spell it out phonetically for you, and then you'll never have an, an issue again, right? <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah, no, I'll ask him to do that. That way I can get it right because I don't name for forever. <laughs> yeah, I think um, actually uh, what's interesting is, um, and, and I don't know if you're considering this, you know, we're, we're throwing a lot at you in terms of 3D printing and like what you could do and all these possibilities. Um, but this might actually be like a really cool like animated series as well, like a 3D animated series or something like that. So have, have you considered like pitching it to like a, uh, a production company in that way? Like any other versions of this or, you know, um, ways that you could, I guess, make this into more than just a comic or do you have plans or you just want to keep it in this in this format? I mean, if a cartoon thing was possible, I think that would be really cool because, again, it's getting monster trucks in you know, front of more people and putting it in a different light than you already see it. So I think that that would be great. Yeah. thought of pitching it to anybody in particular yet. Uh, I'm very, very much more focused on the independent side of things now than uh, any other time that I ever had people know about monster jam and monster jams you know a massive corporation kind of like what marvel is or what dc is and i just I, as far as like pitching it to a production company i don't know which one to go to because it, it's my baby and i want to protect it and i like the idea of the independence yeah absolutely yeah i totally get that yeah, absolutely. cool well uh where can people find you People can find me on Facebook uh, and Instagram, and obviously my books on, on They can search me on, on Justin Story, just like how it's spelled there, 
or if they want to find my Facebook page where I blog about everything from comic books to monster trucks to my regular job being a trash man. And I also write poetry. That's Justin's with an apostrophe S uh, stories apostrophe S. So Justin's stories and they can find me there. That's usually where I post. I don't normally post anywhere else. I'm pretty boring. Man. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you're that boring, bro. I mean, you got a yes. lot going on. I don't know. I just try to. <laughs> Gotta look and, I, and we put the link to your book from Amazon in the comments. So. Yeah, I was looking for it. I finally found it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, since I'm not very well known yet and I haven't sold very many copies of it yet, I'm, I'm pretty hard to find myself. I'm like making tracks and, and anything else other than my thing pops up. I'm like, how did this happen? Like, I really figured I would be one of the very few things with that title. And so then I had to put in my name and then I was still down. Well, yeah. well I, I put in making with a G and tracks with CKS. Like, so it's making M-A-K-I-N, tracks, T-R-A-X. Yeah. Then it came up pretty quick. I just said, <laughs> yeah, like I, I was like looking for it. I'm I like, should have, I should have told you after that's my fault. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Yeah, I, 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 find, I probably should have said that. So the name first, and I found the picture of it, and then I then I was like, oh, there it is, and then I googled it. <laughs> yeah, I, I should have told you guys how to spell it, and that's that's my bad. So the name actually comes from an old uh, show that used to be on ESPN uh, called Tough Tracks, where they highlighted monster trucks and mud bogging and all kinds of other motors, and so. Nobody's really used that stop, like spelled it that way and used that title for a while. And so I was like, hmm, I can do something with it where, you, you know, I can do it and make it kind of a fun. So people say, well, I'm going to start making tracks, you know, to go to wherever. It, it, it may be a Midwestern term. I'm not sure, but, you know, making tracks to the bathroom or whatever. And so making tracks, I, I can do something with that. It was funny too because look, look, looking this up, I ended up coming across a bunch of other monster truck like toys. And the other thing you can do um, outside of 3D printing is actually just buy Hot Wheel monster trucks and paint over them with your own designs, or have someone else like paint over them with your own designs. And like you know, that would be a cool giveaway too. Yeah, custom. Yeah, because you can. There's like, some monster the, truck uh, collectors that actually do that, and I was I was thinking about that too. Yeah, because you, you can remove those metal, the metal, um, like for the Hot Wheels, the metal frame, the body frame comes off relatively easy compared to the rest of it. And you can end up like you pop it off, spray paint it clean, or if there's any stickers, you know, heat gun that stuff off, make your own sets of stickers. Like, you know, yeah, that's something cool. It's definitely something for like looking into. Uh, I know that there's actually a few people that do that. I actually follow a Facebook group called monster truck attitude where they do like little shows with the toys and the guys redone several hot wheels bodies. He just did one of a truck from the 1990s called Taurus and uh, he unveiled it yesterday and it was super cool looking. So it's definitely something that I've also thought about doing. I've thought about messaging him and be like, Hey, doing this <laughs> that because it would trucks out there. If it's just, you know, a couple where, you know, I have a copy and then, you know, I, I give away one or something. You should, you should send them a uh, one question though. Ones. So for the three D printers, because that's not a way that I'm going to. I should send them a link to this video since I mentioned them. Be like, hey, so I was talking about you, and uh, <laughs> I guess now we're working together. Thing. Uh, so, <laughs> like, do you guys have anybody? Oh, the delay, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I No, continue. Continue, though. Uh, I was just asking, you know, if you guys knew anybody that did the 3D printing, people make, like, a functional toy where the wheels would roll and everything. The printing thing, I don't know too much about that. Yeah, with the 3D printing, it, um, the only way I could imagine making it functional would be you'd have to probably print the components separately and then assemble it yourself. But um, you can definitely 3D print like a solid figure where the wheels and the axle and everything would just be one. Uh, be more like a statue. Yeah, yeah, kind of like a little statuette. Like it's like a little tiny um, 
you know, because you can make them like super tiny with 3D printers, depending on the uh, like the scale at which the printer can print them at. But it's it's definitely cheaper than getting an like a metal frame, plastic body, functional axle printed. But like you could probably design it so there's like a little clip where an axle can pop into it and then just print that. Um, but yeah, I don't know how. Uh, I it would probably have to like have some pretty hard plastic to do that. But yeah, that'd be fun to play with. But yeah, we do we do know a 3D printer. Right. Um, we're, we're like looking to start offering that to some of our creators so they can print up some uh, you know, figurines and statuettes. Well, uh, if you guys do decide to start offering that, uh, let me know because that might be something that I'm interested in. Because I do want, I, I, having a toy of something that I you know came up with would be super cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's why we've been looking into it because we wanted that for like our own. Um, we, we wanted to eventually print out like little statuettes of our characters and eventually like action figures, like little functional arms and stuff. But yeah, it's such a cool idea to be like, I came up with this in my head, an artist drew it, and now it's a 3D toy I can I, I can hold. Like that's such a cool idea. Yeah, the journey there is pretty awesome. It, the the journey there is pretty awesome. Even just going from oh, I have this idea in my head, having Wendell, you know, draw it up and then sit back. And, oh no way! This is so. <laughs> and my trucks and the characters that that I wanted to like come to life on the page essentially is really cool. Yeah, Greg and uh, Greg and, and Dylan kind of have that in common with you. <laughs> I'm I'm the guy who puts stuff on the page, so I kind of like I'm I'm a little bit different, but uh, they they're right there with you on that one. Right on. Uh, I actually speaking of your, your guys' page, I seen something. Oh, I can't. I'm sorry, guys. I can't remember the name of it because I I don't. Whenever I get on. Quick skim and then off and then get back on real quick skim and then off is pretty much how I do it. And I seen you guys are getting ready to uh, have a Kickstarter out there, and I can't remember the title of it. What is it? Uh, something about it. Yeah, Venedia. It's a video. Game yeah, that's that's the one. Developing. Yeah. And then we're gonna have another one like right after that. That's really so cool. I'm gonna be drained. And then right after that, we're doing a virtual Comic Con. So. <laughs> stacks on stacks. Yeah, you guys stay busy. Yeah, you guys stay really busy too. Yeah, we do. Yeah, <laughs> both of you guys have any more questions for me? Um, you did say something earlier in the week that okay. you just read uh, "Broke Down and Four Dead Bodies" or something like that. I don't know if you read all of that. Well. You probably didn't get the fourth one yet. Uh, so, I think mailing them out. And unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to uh, the Kickstarter. That's actually what I was going to say. Is I've read one through three, uh, and I was going to get a hold of him to see how I could get uh, issue four since I wasn't able to kick. And I also wanted to ask him about how to get a hold of uh, Cthulhu and uh, Invades Oz. Because I thought that, that would be a really good one to read, too. As he is doing Voodoo Nutrition's yeah. issue, too. And that's another one that I want to get it on as well. Yeah, I can't wait when he does uh, Cthulhu Invades Wonderland. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think he's uh, mailing out the I never know how to say it, because I've heard it. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I can't spell it for the life of me, and I'm a writer. But. It's like tomato, tomato, you know, whichever way you want to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cthulhu, Cthulhu. And I, spelling it, I've tried to spell it a couple of times. I think it's C H T, but no. I, I yeah. <laughs> it's craziness. It's craziness. It's madness. Can't take it. Uh, it is madness, but. It's it's fun. It's fun. A lot of fun. And the thought of just like, you know, this this creature that Lovecraft invented invading a place like Oz, it, it, it's fitting in a way and it's, it's crazy in another that it really works really well together. And I, I want to read it really bad. 
Yeah, and you got a lot of really talented people working on that as well. So, you know, it's definitely got the legs, you know, in terms of um, their, their combined skill sets and things like that. So that's that's a really cool thing to see as part of like the indie community, you know, because we're doing something similar with like an anthology book that we're working on. So, um, and just the platform in general, just becoming a lot more like connected and working on things together, you know, to accomplish, um, you know, collective goals and things like that. So uh, it's just really cool to see the, the community moving in that way. Yeah. It, really, I, I it, it is cool to see. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it is cool to see the community moving that way is all I was going to say. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, that's fine. Everybody cuts me off, so that's fine. Yeah, he's cut off a little. <laughs> Even in traffic. <laughs> uh, yeah, traffic traffic's so fun. I actually got cut off uh, a couple weeks ago in my trash truck by a high-speed chase. That was really entertaining. Oh. Yeah. So, do, do, like, do they let you drive the monster trucks, like, you know, just wherever? Like, you, like, it's it's off season. You're just like, hey, I'm gonna go to the grocery store in the monster truck. Is that cool? And they just like toss you the keys. Like, yeah, just don't scratch it up. You know what I mean? Uh. So, first off, no keys. It's a push start. And second of all, uh, they're not exactly street legal. <laughs> <laughs> that never stopped anybody before. Yeah. No, no, you're you're right there. It doesn't normally stop people. You're you're absolutely right. But no, I've I've never had the opportunity to drive a, a race truck. I've driven ride trucks before, like giving people rides in the back. That's that's pretty cool because it gives people a chance to see what it's like to be in an actual monster truck. Yeah, I can imagine that's a, a crazy feeling, man. It it is a crazy feeling. Uh, it's fun. Like even when I'm just announcing and watching people uh, get off the ride truck, they're like they're excited in the line, but then like whenever they get off and they're like, "Oh, how cool is that?" Like talking back and forth with each other is something really, really cool. And like from that aspect of trying to entertain people, it it, it kind of gives the same feeling of like what we're trying to do with comic books, where it's we want people to be really satisfied with what we do, but we're also doing it because we enjoy it, and so it it's a similar feeling in a way. And I really, yeah. really enjoy doing it. Yeah. It's like a reciprocal kind of satisfaction that like, you know, we made this thing and we're satisfied with it. They're satisfied with it. And then it comes back to us, like the reactions and the, the reviews and all kinds of stuff. And um, yeah, it's, it's a really cool process. It's, you know, I think creation is one of those things that it connects everybody. Like everybody's some somewhat creative. It's just, you might not know how to execute those creations, you know? Um, and we're fortunate enough to be in the position to, know how to execute that creativity and uh to see people reacting to it and engaging with it is is definitely amazing it really is and i think you're right i do think everybody has some sort of uh creative bone in them and some people just don't know like haven't found it yet or other people yeah i mean pretty much just haven't found it yet or don't know how to I, start i think also too it's like you know creativity comes in many forms so like you know the mechanic that can solve problems you know what i mean like that's that's creativity he's he's thinking outside the box you know maybe it's it could be one of five things you know uh and he chooses the right thing because he's thinking outside of the norm you know um so that that's creativity as well you know so there's there's a lot of different forms and i think people focus on can i write can I sing? Can I draw? Can I, you know what I mean? Like those are the main things. I was going to say, I feel like some people focus only on like the singing or musician or it's like drawing. And if you're not that, like you don't see uh, writing as that creative where like in all reality, there's some artists who without a writer, like they don't know what they're doing. Like they can draw amazing, but they can't create the world in their mind. So like, yeah, that creativity, you know, can be in any form and everyone's got a little bit of it. So stop doubting yourself, people out there. You're creative too. Yeah, if you just absolutely. Believe. I actually didn't even think about uh, writing as a like. I knew it was like some sort of creative thing, and it, it's my creative outlet. But I never really like paid myself many compliments on it. It was, it was like, yeah, I can write, you know, whatever. But one of the guys that I am a coworker with, he was walking past me the other day, and we were talking. Uh, I, I took a picture of one of the trash trucks that I was intent intending on posting on my Facebook page, and. He's like, oh, you're taking a selfie before you start working. I said, no, that, that that's not for me. I don't even like doing like camera video things like like this. This is outside of my comfort zone, but I wanted to do it. And uh, he he goes, uh, when are you going to do another one of those? Because I've done poetry readings on there, and he was asking me when I was going to do another one of those. And I told him, ah, well, I'm going to be publishing another one of those in like late July. 
But right now I'm actually pushing this comic book guy I just wrote. And he goes, man, your writing is just like so talented. He goes, that's something that not very many people can do. And I never even really thought about it. Yeah, man. I mean, um, again, there's, there's a, there's a level of uniqueness to everybody, right? So like your writing is going to be, you know, unique from another person's writing. And I think that's what makes it special. Everybody has that ability to appreciate creativity because they have a little bit of it. Right. So like it, it, it amazes some people, um, and, and to, to us, you know, as, as the creative, sometimes it just feels like it's a natural thing. Like it's just something that we're compelled to do. So we do it and, and it just feels like, and then we get all overcritical and <laughs> I, I was just thinking like the writers are like the, the only thing that's different uh between like a writer and like say an edm like electronic dance music creator like a producer like they're considered an artist now because they have a machine that can translate like the things in their head into music musical things even if they can't play instruments and it's like all we need now is like a program where a writer can write a story and art will start like getting pumped out. And essentially like the writer will be like the EDM producer. You know, it's just like the EDM producer, you can hear what was in their head now because it's running through a computer program where like the writer, like until an artist turns it to life, like you don't see how much creativity is in there. That's pretty dope. So that would be dope. Meta, I was actually had an idea. <laughs> I've, I've been thinking uh, how cool it would be. So like, obviously, whenever I'm in the trash truck, that's usually whenever I do my brainstorming for stories. And so I've been thinking how cool it would be to have something like Jarvis where uh, I could be like, hey, you know, write this down, this thought that I had before me, or, uh, you know, start this script this way or something like that to where I could be multitasking that way. Because unfortunately, right now, I got to a route and start typing on my phone. I just say, see, I can do that. I just be like, Greg, write that down. <laughs> Gregory. Yeah. No. What's Unfortunately, it? I don't have a scribe. Yeah. I, I am a scribe as well as everything else. So I can't, I can't just hey, write that down. <laughs> one day, one day. You'll have you'll have someone just follow you around. Boy, come. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um yeah, thank you so much for coming on, man. It's, it's we look forward. Uh, I'm definitely going to check it out on Amazon, uh, making tracks on Amazon. So I'm going to definitely uh, look at it and, and just you know, I'll give you some feedback. I'll give it a review. You know, if you want, if that if that helps, um, we'll definitely try to promote it as much as as we possibly can. But yeah, we're we're looking forward to seeing more of it and and seeing more of you, dude. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, reviews are always great. You know, who doesn't appreciate a review? Because then, you know, hearing your feedback, I can take that and make my work better because that's the ultimate goal is making my better stuff better. And I already have an idea of how I want to go grow from here. And it's just, you know, applying that over the, the time. That is the best attitude to have, dude. Yeah, like constant growth, constant progression. You can't uh, can't be complacent. You can't like, you know, think your stuff is the best in the world because then, you know, nobody's going to resonate with that attitude or your work probably i part yeah i'm right there with you i i totally agree thank you so much for having me guys i really appreciate this yeah Dude, it was great talking to you thanks for dropping in it was great talking to you guys cool well that's cool that it lasted that long because we have no other creator to drop in right now. <laughs> what happened? I thought we had like two or three. Uh, someone else has to had to work. The other person had to work. Had to work. Uh, what, they yeah. have to eat or something? Yeah, jeez. So uh, we're gonna wrap it up today. Um, we're gonna keep doing this because this is pretty cool. But um, when do we want to do it? Like maybe it's like the last Sunday of every month we do it, or is it maybe every other? Yeah, we can do that. Um, Except, oh yeah, we can still do it Sunday in June. Just Saturday, um, I have to move. So you know, what's funny is I totally forgot to throw this in because he was talking about like, oh, I wish I had kind of like a a way to the whole Jarvis conversation we just had, right? Um, yeah, we're working on an app for creatives to help the process of being creative in terms of um, just laying out your stories and things like that on like a mobile device, as opposed to like working on your computer all the time. So if you're like at work and you're like, oh, I'm, you know, writing a story, as opposed to having like a notepad, you can have like a really like a spider web of like um, different ideas and like you can plot them together, you know, actions. Well, like storyboard meets like, uh, you know, conspiracy theories. 
<laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's more or less like a uh, like a writing tool, you know, like a uh, like a uh, web chart, you know what I mean? So st stuff like that. Um, but then also you can, after you're done with that web chart, you can plot it in a way so that it turns into a presentation. And then if you have, you want to pitch that idea, you can pitch it to somebody, and it'll be in an organized fashion. It'll look some somewhat similar to uh, like a. Uh, I don't want to say like a slideshow, like a PowerPoint thing, but it's some, something similar to that where you can, you know, like press a button on your phone and you're moving towards the next slide. You can go back to the, the previous slide. Uh, we're thinking about how to animate it. Possibly we can do some animations, but it's more or less like a, you know, very uh, simplified presentation tool just to make it look at least somewhat presentable and professional and things like that. Um, so yeah, we're working on that app and that should be uh, at least by 2022, we'll have a good 2022. Date. Yes, a good date on when when we're going to release it. Right now, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're still working on Blocky Dropper and trying to perfect um, the skills that we have here. And actually, we'll, if you join us on Brunch Bulletin, I'll tell you more about what we're doing with New Leaf Comics. But <laughs> yeah, and hopefully, uh, iOS is coming uh, coming soon because I'm uh, yes, yeah, I'm blocking in my life. <laughs> no, the, look at probably even before we get to iOS, we'll have the website up, so you'll be able to play it online. And actually, the controls are actually a little bit easier on the computer, so it's actually a little bit. Is it keyboard? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you'll actually be able to maybe enjoy it and, man and maneuver it a little more on the computer, just because it's it's more like you know regimented. It's not so it's not a joystick, which you know a joystick on a computer on a phone is a little like it's a little wonky. You know what I mean? So. But anyway, I guess we're wrapping it up, eh? What are we wrapping up? Breakfast oh, time. Breakfast. No, uh, Dylan, you have to pet Buttercat before we're done. You gotta, oh, yeah, you I, gotta, I got the Buttercat now. Yeah, you got to pet him. Acknowledge him. Good oh, he likes to be ears. He likes to be on the ears. Look at him. Good so little Buttercat. And uh, so if you want to buy anything like our latte mug, our Buttercat, Latte mug. Oh, it's only a latte mug. You can't drink Buttercat and anything else. Look at them. Exactly. We, we have a little video from our sponsor that you can watch right now and uh, check that out. Oh, hi. I, I didn't see you there. How embarrassing. Oh, this? You like this? Well, yeah, that's just a breakfast talk, you know, merch design that I made, you know, for our podcast, Breakfast Talk. No big deal, you know. You, you you want one? Oh, well, I mean, I can show you where to get it. All right, so we're going to head over to CierraNovaComics.com, and then we're going to look at the featured comic section. You guys can catch up on all the breakfast talk and breakfast bulletins, as well as the other podcasts that are uh, sponsored by Sierra Nova Comics. And then we're going to head over to the uh, indie store, which is where we get all the merchandise, and then uh, pop over and grab an awesome shirt designed by my buddy Martin. It's a really, really cool design. Or head down here and let's join the indie revolution check out that awesome design or you can uh, get yourself a gravedigger sticker from the chronicles of horror collaborative indie project um, hosted by the sierra nova comics platform treat yourself and get yourself a triple threat comics mug or head over and get yourself an ice pick ultra sweet ultra cotton tea uh, yeah so Divide the two and carry the exponent. Are you still here? What are you doing? Go! Get indie merchandise. Go pick up a Breakfast Talk mug. I'll see you on Breakfast Talk. Breakfast Talk! Wow. So we actually do have another guest that just popped in. <laughs> Good. We just had an interlude. It was perfect. So we're yeah. Keep this so um, thing before, going. before we end this, we're gonna have Zane pop in. He's from our platform. He's got hey, Zane Daniel. Righteous. Um, he's got like twenty-seven thousand comics of that. So uh, yeah. yeah, he's like Zanos. He could just. What's <laughs> <laughs> up? Hey, hey Zane. Up? It's amazing to see you guys. It's been a while. It has. It has. The last time was the, the, the Comic Con, right? <laughs> I think so. No, no, I think it was just a random meeting. Like a creator meeting. Yeah, it was a random meeting. Yeah, yeah. that's for sure. That yeah, so 27,000 comics. Uh, we're 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 up to uh, chapter 20, so you're right in the part of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I just added the second chapter, I think. I think it's the, uh, second. the second chapter or the second um, volume. Maybe it's the second volume. I don't yeah. know. It's it's on the platform, so people yeah. Can check Six it out. through ten is volume two, so that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And then there's more that I still have to add, but I'm slowly well, adding them. So. Yeah, yeah. So I we did finish chapters eleven through fifteen, so we do have volume three. And I don't know. I don't think I've sent it to you yet, so I'll have to get it over to you. Nice, awesome. Hey, Greg, you're so dark over there, bro. Turn on a light. Yeah, I'm typing to someone. Um, yeah so what what have you been up to since the last time oh my gosh uh so many things and it's pretty crazy because it's it's more than just the comics i mean we've been but but joseba has had to take over the coloring as well he's my he's my main illustrator and my colorist lived in peru and she was in the United States when COVID lockdown hit. So she could not get back to Peru to get back to her computer to continue coloring. So my my main, my main illustrator had to take over the coloring duties. And she was stuck in the US for, I don't know, eight, eight nine months. And, oh, cool. and she, yeah, and she, and that, you know, her main uh, source of income was through doing that, doing coloring and stuff for people. So she was totally out of work for that time. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, Jose was very good at it and, and he was the one who kind of set the coloring tone and everything. So she was able to totally just pick up where he had left off. And so when he came back on, you know, we didn't miss a beat. So it's been really good. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and so as far as other things go, I uh, I don't know what you guys know about my like full time thing, but you know I, I do the the light worker stuff, so I'm doing energy healing, yeah. and so and I should write a, what what's that? You do the, you do the YouTubes? So. Yes, absolutely, lots of YouTubes, and uh, so so recently <laughs> I've I've I should write a comic book about this because I. Uh, my my work has shifted to helping people with negative entity attachments so like possessions and that sort of thing that then these are things that people are definitely really experiencing they're really going, going through this yeah exactly yeah and so i've been i've helped like now almost 80 people uh over the last year doing this and you can do it all online which is really crazy wow all right <laughs> that, that sounds that sounds like a comic for sure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I am making a documentary, so I'm starting to film a documentary because the problem that I'm seeing is that there's an awful lot of people out there who have this problem, but then they go to a, a psychiatrist and they get diagnosed with schizophrenia. And then they're given this medication that doesn't actually do anything. They still have the attachment. And so now they're, they're, they're deeply medicated and they still have this attachment on top of it. So it's just a, it's really a mess. And so to be able to help somebody spiritually with those sorts of symptoms is a lot less messy, a lot faster, and you're not drugging people up. So I'm, I'm in the beginning stages of creating a documentary on that. Yeah, I think it's an interesting kind of contrast between the two kind of like sections of healing, you know, because like yeah. I'm very much for, um, you know, psychiatry no psychiatry and, and and doctors and science really um but i definitely see the value in the spiritual aspect too and there's um what's funny is there's a divide that's drawn between the two things and that that's not necessary you know like it, it can you can right. have it both ways um you can treat the the spiritual aspect and you know diagnose the the medical conditions and things like that they don't yep. have to be at ends with one another but i think a lot of you know medical professionals are very much closed-minded and they're like you know rooted in science and and that's great you know for a scientist to, to believe in science but also you know there's a lot of things that are unexplained in this world you know we know probably about five percent of the known you know universe is, is is at our disposal at the moment so there's so much more to learn and um you know we as individuals when it comes to our our spirituality you know life after death things like that these are not things that have been figured out so to anybody that claims to have an answer for me is just a little like Nah, you don't know. <laughs> I like what you said too with like the, the the divided line. Like 
you know, like obviously if your arm falls off, there's no meditation that's going to bring that back. You got to go to the doctors, but like, you know, with allergies, people pop pills all the time. And like, I learned, I learned like a breathing practice that I do like three times a week, maybe. And my allergies went away. Like it was just, it was just a breathing exercise. Like there's things like that, that like, you know, that you, you don't need the doctors for, but people want something that's simple and they don't care how much they have to pay for it. We're breathing free, <laughs> right? So. Yeah, and and you know it's it it is again a, a money thing, and so this takes you back to righteous. Um, that the and this is kind of one of the main points in the comic is that we have created a system that is all about the an incentive program, and this incentive program incentivizes people so that they're not just sitting around doing nothing, right? It's kind of a a good concept. But the problem is that the incentive program also incentivizes us to be completely selfish and to only make money for ourselves and for our immediate family and not really to help others because that would take too much of our time that we need to dedicate to making money for ourselves because we are a survival based species. And so but we but we live in an environment and in a, in a society where we can totally provide everything for everyone. We wouldn't even need to come close to uh do, be, being that intense about our survival all we would have to do is decide that we could give everybody all the food they need all the shelter they need all the clean water they need we would just decide that and it would happen so fast it would be incredible if somebody said hey the first company that does all of that for the entire world gets you know a trillion dollars or whatever the number is you know how fast that would get taken care of it would be taken care of so fast it would be ridiculous so all we have to do Jesus would be on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There'd be everybody would be on that. It would be like a race to to save the world just because of a number. And so that's how powerful we are. But we, we don't create that number. We don't announce that number, and we don't make that decision that would actually make the world amazing. And then what would we focus on? art, <laughs> comic books, creating things, creating sculptures. And, and, you know, it would just, we would just do amazing things, but instead we're just trying to make it. We're just trying to survive in, in this little uh, limited program that we think is the right way to go. Right. Yeah. I think, um, you know, tapping into some like deeper, <laughs> deeper theology of like how we, how we feel about the world and, and, and in general. And I think, yeah, there's, there's so much more, there's so much further to go. There's so there's so many avenues to take, um, and yeah, we're definitely locked into kind of a yeah, definitely a survivalist self self sufficiency. Like we're we're really only focused on ourselves and our immediate people, the people that we can see, or you know what I mean. And it makes sense to a degree, you know what I mean, because yeah, those those are the people that affect your life the most. It works for a reason, right? It works right. for a reason because we are these survival monkey robots and meat robots that are just trying to make it. Right. But there's, there's tons of other paths. Like you're saying, we could, we could decide to do something different and it would, and we would be on a different path. And there's just so many other things that, you know, like the human race could focus on, literally focus our energies on and solve so many problems. And then we could expand into this universe and find out way more. And that's, that's the next frontier. That's, that's the way that yeah. we figure out more things. You know, we, we figure out more about the universe and who we are inside of that universe by going out into it. And, um, that's, that's where we need to be, honestly. And and yeah. Elon Musk, hey man, like I'm, yeah. I'm totally down with with what you're doing with yep. Mars, but that's only step one. Like we need like four or five more Elon Musk that are like, yes, let's get the hell off of Earth, and not because like, you know what, we're destroying Earth. We are destroying Earth. That that's a fact. But it's more or less like we need to be more exploratory. We need to like again expand into the universe as 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 Starfleet. You know what I mean? Like we're out here to explore and to learn and to meet new cultures and to to add to our own collective knowledge and and figure out some really deep problems. <clears throat> Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, have you ever heard of um, X Prize? Oh yeah, yeah, like 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 that's a. It's an Elon idea. Musk creation. Well, it was Elon Musk and uh, there's a, a few other people that have worked on. It. I don't know. If, I don't know if Elon Musk actually created it, but it was the uh, what's his name? He was involved. Yeah, he's definitely involved. But it's the Di Peter Diamandis, I think is his name. I think he's the founder of it. But uh, yeah, it's like the whole point is you get like. Uh, million dollar funding for a, a project that they basically vote on at this uh, organization of like, hey, is this worth investing in? And it could be absolutely anything. It could be just for the sake of environmentalism with no like business behind it. It's just building something. And right. I, there's things like that. I wish there was more of those around where like, 
you know, if Bill Gates decided to just give away money to someone with a good idea, like on a more regular basis, you know, like that, that would be something very cool. Because I think they do that um, X Prize like once a year. So if we had like 10 of those going on and you had like, because yeah. basically it's like trying to find an Elon Musk in the wild by giving them the funding that they might not otherwise have. Like it's exactly. like a cool yeah. idea. It's right. kind of like a, it's kind of like a human good shark tank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's pretty cool because you just mentioned that and I mentioned it in Righteous. The characters in Righteous talk about XPRIZE and they talk about uh, uh, they're trying to solve this problem that we're talking about right now. So so anybody who's kind of interested in this topic, you should definitely check out Righteous on the platform. Wow. Yeah, I, I put it in the comments. I put, I put a link to your uh, your author page in the com comments and uh, yeah, it's yeah, awesome. definitely cool. And the artwork's phenomenal. So. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Joseba does an incredible job. Absolutely. And yeah, one more thought on that too, is like in anybody who thinks, no, it's not possible. We couldn't do this. We couldn't serve, you know, serve the entire planet. Imagine like the, the beginning of the 1800s and imagine that a, a couple of people got all the farmers that were of course just spread out all over the world or all, certainly just, let's just pick the U S and and they were just trying to make enough food to feed their families, right? And, and there was some crazy guy that gets them all together and says, okay, here's what we're gonna do. You guys are going to create all the food for everyone. We're going to have a, we're gonna create buildings in every city and you are gonna supply those buildings with so much food that they will never ever run out of food. So everyone will just go, all they have to do We'll call it a market. Oh, a supermarket. And all they have to do is they have to go to these buildings and they'll just get all this food every time they go, constantly supplied, no problem. And the, you know what they the, those farmers would have said? F you. Like, there is no way that is possible. You are insane. Like, there is, there is just no way to do that. So, bye. You know, we give up. But look what is how easy it is we never even think about it. i mean COVID helped us think about oh oh supermarkets could run out of food like i didn't ever think that that was possible right like where the cows live the supermarket <laughs> right right so anyway that's the sort of thing that we're able to do when we decide to 100 percent, yeah and uh, what's what's crazy is like you know sometimes we think about things like it, in the sense of like what's what's idealism and what's realism and then there's like again this middle ground where it's like realism could meet idealism in, in a lot of different ways you know um and, yeah. and one of our biggest motivations unfortunately is the the pursuit of money you know what i mean mm -hmm. so like industry has created a lot of the things that we take for granted like grocery stores and things like that right so like even our lesser kind of um lesser motivations, let's just put it that way, or more selfish motivations have created these really, really amazing systems, you know? Um, so, and just to talk about what you're, what you were saying is like, once we have an idea in our brain, we can absolutely accomplish that idea. It's just about who's invested and what's our motivation to like get there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And unfortunately, again, we're, we're rooted in a system of ones and zeros and that gives our lives value. And it, it's unfortunate. It's kind of the reality of the situation. But I, I, think that, I think that's like, honestly, when stuff like AI starts removing jobs, like the X prize style motivation to create something new will become like, that'll become a business in and of itself. Cause essentially yeah. you're opening venture capital to the random. Like it's I, like literally just today or you know, yesterday on uh, Robinhood, like Robinhood was one of those things like, Hey, no one can get in the stock market. Now it's so easy to get in the stock market. And now it's now it's free to get into the stock market, like other than paying for the actual stocks. And just yesterday, I got a notification that now I have the option of being able to actually purchase IPOs, like right before they go for sale. Like wow. that's something only like uh, uh, I think there's rules where like you'd have to have a million dollar net worth and a hundred thousand dollars liquid cash in order to do that. And now it's getting open to the public. Like that's a really cool. Like that's slowly opening. Uh, you know, because all it is is the lack of opportunity for these great things for people who want to do it, but don't have the resources. And so once you figure out how to incentivize the handing off of resources to the people that have the ideas, like that's, that's when we'll start, start seeing some crazy stuff. Definitely. Yeah. Now Dogecoin just rose to like a hundred. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that second it just rose like, and yeah yeah and retired. 
like, how much you put in there? Like a dollar. <laughs> I didn't buy mine yet. Damn it. <laughs> uh yeah so thanks for coming on and where where can people find you oh all kinds of places but uh zanedaniel.com for sure and then i would say jump onto youtube and it just just you just uh type in my name as you see here x-a-n-e daniel um and uh i'm i post a video every week i also do a live podcast every thursday at noon uh pacific time so yeah, but put the YouTube and your uh, website in the uh, comments. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. Awesome, Zane. Yeah, thank you for coming on, man. It was great yeah. to talk to you. And uh, we've traveled the universe in the short, short time here. And uh, <laughs> we, uh, we, we look forward to more Righteous. I'm going to go catch up on, you know, the volumes on the Sierra Nova platform. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to reading more about it. And, yeah, I'll let you know. I'll give you some feedback. And Yeah, I love that. that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and anybody in the audience who wants to give feedback, too, I always love to hear it. And, uh, you know, it helps motivate me to get more into it and get more excited about it. But, the, you know, we're at, like I said, Chapter 20. Um, chapter 30 will probably be the end of the series. So we've got, and we've been working on it for about 35 years now. So it, we got another couple of years to go before we're done. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. There's actually a comment section that you can comment under each comment. Under oh yeah, each I forgot we turned that on. Yeah, so now people can leave comments <laughs> on the, uh, the comments. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, thanks awesome, for coming man. up. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Absolutely. See you guys. Yeah, you that's Zane. cool. Yeah, we haven't seen Zane in a while. I forgot when we had that meeting. I did forget we had a meeting. Yeah, it was like the last random time. Zoom meeting. We were figuring yeah. things out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, uh, probably during the uh, oh, we were doing the the Nova Nation stuff, probably something like that. The first time. Yeah, yeah one of the yeah. twenty of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. So uh, that was breakfast talk. This is going to be one episode. Oh,